You're listening to the Alternative Triathlon Commentary. I'm your host, Brett Clifford, and this is episode three. On today's episode, we sit down with professional British triathlete James Teagle. He discusses his seventh place finish at the Ironman 70.3 World Champs and talks about his training uh, leading into that race. We also get on uh, Ben and Jaden, and uh, Ben talks us through his prep for Tour of Southland, which is next week. And uh, we discuss our workouts of the week and what's to come. So, yeah, sit back and relax and enjoy episode three. Right, welcome to the uh, Alternative Triathlon Commentary. Uh, we've got James Teagle in today. He's from the UK. Um, he's going to be giving us a, a bit of a insight into his journey in, into triathlon so far uh, from short to long course um, and a bit of a discussion on his uh, results, especially his world champs, 70.3 uh, Ironman world champs. James has had a pretty impressive 2023. Um, a few of his highlights uh have been seventh at the um, World Triathlon Long Distance Champs, uh, first uh, Ironman Staffordshire, uh, second at Challenge London, and uh, a seventh place at Ironman 70.3 World Champs in Finland. So, yeah, thanks for uh, coming on, James. How, how you doing? Hey, yeah, uh, great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this chat. And, yeah, thanks for the intro. Um, yeah, yeah, I've had some bad races as well, but most of them have been good. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, cool. Looking forward to this. Yeah, cheers, mate. Right, so yeah, let's just um, kind of for the Aussie and, and Kiwi listeners um, who who might not be aware of um, you know your journey in triathlon and stuff. I'd, I'd love for you to just kind of give us a bit of a brief history on and how you got into triathlon, um, your journey so far from from short course to long course. I've been uh, been doing triathlon a little while, um, but yeah, so started off doing triathlon as a like sixteen year old. Uh, came across from swimming. So basically, with swimming, you get to about 16 and you know there's just a massive drop off rate um and i just want to try something new sick of going up and down pools um and yeah end up taking up triathlon um it's a bit of an unfortunate story one of the swimmers i swam with ended up having a uh like a heart attack in the pool um yeah so like it, it's called cardiac risk in the young um and basically you know just your heart just you have a hole in your heart and basically you just yeah suddenly stops working um so it's, it's something that you should get checked out for everyone gets checked out for nowadays uh when they want a race short course but not necessarily long course mm-hmm. um but yeah basically we had a charity triathlon and end up really enjoyed it and then getting into triathlon um did a couple of local ones did national series got picked up by british triathlon and started doing short course racing uh training from loughborough which is the, the center where alex g Sophie Colwell, those kind of guys train um I was there for five years, maybe, uh, doing short course stuff. And, you know, short course is really, really good fun. Uh, it's very different to long course diff- because a lot of the racing is out of your hands. Uh, the swim is incredibly important, whereas I'd argue it is important in long course, but less important. And then obviously draft legal. So the bike is quite tactical. Um and again, there's lots of things out of your hands. I really enjoyed that. Got some decent success. Like won medals at like under twenty three relay champs. Uh, went to under twenty three world championships. Went to European championships. Uh, that kind of thing. Um, did a couple of World Cups. Uh, and then basically I had a I was set up for a really good year in twenty twenty. And obviously the pandemic came along and just kind of changed everything. And just thought, well, I'll give this long distance stuff a go. Um, a bit more socially distance. I was out in Spain and those races that were 
non-drafting and that's how I took it up really um yeah. and ever since then I've been doing yeah non-drafting so yeah 2021 2022 and 23 been learning non-drafting very different to short course uh yeah but yeah re- really really good fern and obviously very physically challenging but still learning at the moment to be honest yeah for sure and you seem to have trans- transitioned pretty well so have you always had um you know before you kind of got into short course maybe a bit of a background in, in longer events cross country and stuff like that or was it just a bit of a guessing game when you jumped up no i mean yeah i was always a swimmer right so when you're a yeah. swimmer you're swimming like 50 60 care week and i was swimming 10 times a week at the age of 11 and mm-hmm. i think what that gave me was it gave me a massive aerobic base yeah. because when you're doing that kind of volume at that age um you just develop a massive engine um i didn't really help my swimming because my swimming's the worst one so i don't know what happened there um but, <laughs> i mean i was all right when i was that age i just don't know what happened since um but yeah yeah um yeah i think that was it really i think there's quite a lot of research that you know when you're doing endurance sport at the age of 13 14 15 as a guy um you can get some of those adaptations that yeah maybe your heart can get a bit bigger your lungs can get a bit bigger just just by doing sport at that age um and I think that's what's carried me through, really. So everyone used to shout, go Forrest, go, like, go Forrest Gump kind of thing when I was running. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, you just have the engine. And yeah. swimming is a great sport like that. Just, you know, no impacts. Um, yeah, you just get really fit at that age. I mean, I don't know if I advocate doing that because when I look back now as a coach and see kids of that age doing that kind of distance, it looks so tired. And you just got to think, what's that doing to everything else in your life? But, hmm. yeah, I guess you're fit. So... Yeah, um, swimming's a sport like that that they really thrash them uh, from a young age, and uh, you you do see that drop off rate. But um, at the same time, if you want to do well in short course, um, you know you have to have that swim background. I, I think it's necessary, unless unless you can pick it up really quick later on. But it, as I found, you know, doing swimming later on, it's a bit harder to um, to close that gap. So the only really chance yeah. is, is is long course. Um, well, it's just it's just you you got to have the skill as well as the engine to swim, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, like, ultimately, like, you can be inefficient, but if you try and run harder, you try and cycle faster, you're going to go faster. Um, if you do it swimming, no matter how hard you try, you, you probably won't go any faster if you're turning rubbish. Um, or, yeah, yeah. You know, then that, that's that's most people's limiting factor. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think swimming is a great sport to get into um, at that age. But running and cycling, that you explore and get out and, know i think that's that for me that's where the passion is in giraffe on those two sports definitely and uh the, talking about the run um it's been one of your strongest disciplines where you've where you've probably um pushed yourself into some good race race results there so um has that kind of developed as you've gone into long course and um yeah where do you see it going yeah i mean i was actually so yeah running is a weird one uh like i say when i first started running everyone was like shouting go forest go like after Forest gun, but because that's how I ran. Um, but like it seems to be something that I picked up pretty well. So if you go back and look at European World Cup results, I was always running one of the fastest times in the field. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons I transitioned over was because I was swimming okay, uh, and riding and running okay, but I just mess up some like transition, and that's the difference in those races mm. between first place and tenth place. So um, yeah, I mean, I was running okay actually by the end of my short course career. Uh and yeah, I, I moved to Cambridge uh, from Loughborough after, mm-hmm. you know, in, in 2021. And 
ended up in like a really fast running group. I moved because of my girlfriend's job. She works at Cambridge University. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just ended up in like a massive, like massively good running group. But I didn't plan it. And I've just been really lucky. There's just, just guys here who can run. There's about eight guys here can run like 29 minutes, something for 10K. All right. So all you do is you just rock up and you just hang on for as long as possible. And you get faster at running yeah. unless you break. Um, so there's not much science to it, to be honest. It's just, yeah, how much can I tolerate without pushing too far and at that pace? And it seems seems to work pretty well. And like for the last, especially the last year, it's just been very polarized training, not too much zone three stuff. Um, okay. So and you'll run yeah, with them every week, uh, once a week, or do the main sessions with them? Yeah, so I remember them, yeah, once or twice a week. Um, this week, this year, been quite inconsistent, like maybe once a week. Uh, and that's just because of the travel. So, yeah, um, alongside the long course stuff this year, I've been racing for a pro team in Spain uh, where we do like all, all sorts of stuff. So, I did like Spanish super sprint champs and um, sprint champs and like team tire charge champs and stuff. So, <laughs> it's a bit different. Um, but yeah, I've done a lot of traveling for that. So, yeah, where I can, where I can fit in sessions, I have been. Um, yeah, yeah, doing those guys. Okay, so uh, you just mentioned so you've you've still been doing some some short uh, stuff uh, mixed with your long stuff. Is that correct? Yeah. So yeah. So there's some it's like a hangover from my uh, short course days, but hmm. I think there's a real benefit to still doing short course stuff um, yeah. because it keeps your skills alive. So like the things like transitions, things like I don't know race start like getting out fast um hmm. making sure that your transitions are good making sure you can push hard for that first 10 15 minutes of a bike um just like reading a race i think i think there's benefits doing that and obviously the nice thing in europe is we've got these leagues and it's a good way of getting paid <laughs> so yeah yeah like, that's the reason i do it um so yeah so it's yeah i've been doing that stuff out in spain um and they're my, my main sponsors as well in terms of bikes and things so um, that's a real adventure every time you rock up to like a little Spanish village and you know I don't speak very good Spanish I'm trying um, but yeah you just get like sent around all over the place and you are oh, you staying at um, Pablo's house tonight or Javier's house and you know I don't, you don't know what's going on at all um, but <laughs> yeah you just rock up and swim bike run hard and hope you got the distance right uh, yeah yeah and I mean I guess uh, from from a lot of listeners they could probably take take a bit out of that it, it's um, you know developing uh you know you don't just need to do uh you know your, your long distance races to develop um you know your speed and and obviously for you um you know that's shown uh, going going back into you know half half ironman sort of distance you, you know you, you're still fast in those transitions and just kind of really going from the gun you know out of the water straight into the bike that's obviously uh helping you in those longer races yeah i think well you look at i think 70.3 is i don't think the top end is going to get any faster well, it might slightly, but I think what's going to happen is the depth is just going to get uh, wider and wider. And so you, you're already seeing it like World Champs last year and World Champs this year. You're getting 30 guys out of the water together. Um, and it's, you know, being able to read that race, being able to position yourself in the right place and swim, um, you know, make sure you're, you're saving energy where you can and that swim pack and, you know, just just knowing where to push hard, you know, going, you know, you have to, the first 20 minutes for World Championships race is, like a chain gang because mm. there's everyone is everyone has the same ability basically um so no one wants to be dropped from the pack um but everyone keeps accidentally rolling into the draft zone um and so what you end up doing is you end up just doing a massive chain gang for the first 20 minutes until enough people just pop um so if you look at power profiles for those kind of races 
it's you know 400 plus watts for 30 seconds then 200 watts as you're basically just going around as a chain gang we're talking oh, yeah. yeah so for that kind of thing it is perfect because it's very similar racing and you know you just have to be yeah tactically astute i guess yeah yeah for sure um and talking of chain gangs do you have something at home where you you know, have a group of guys where you can ride with when you when you're at home training uh like i say like this year i've done so much traveling that probably not so much this year there is there is a good so there's a good cycling like cambridge is a great place to do cycling it's very yeah. flat but it's that kind of place that's that got a real cycling culture yeah. um so you see that everyone cycles to school for example or cycles to um like work um and you know that's uncommon for the uk but cambridge has got it really nailed um so yeah there's there's a real cycling community out here so if you want to ride with someone you can ride with someone um you just might have to the problem is you're fighting the wind there's no alps or anything around here or big mountains it's a yeah. it's the, the challenge is the wind and it's mental uh, <laughs> but yeah there's good groups um triathlete triathletes around here not so much there's a guy called luke mccarran who's an irish triathlete so i do a lot of training with him yeah uh, but yeah there's yeah i think you gotta you gotta work with what you got right and yeah. um yeah i think as a triathlete it's tempting to do a lot of training in your own but when you're doing a full-time job you don't want to do that because mm. you then spend all your time on your own so you got you got to mix things up yeah no you're right especially uh the longer you've been in the sport it, it just makes it easier and um just you know obviously you with your being able to run with those guys those 29 minute 10k guys is, is obviously um beneficial for you and you know just uh, hammering sessions on your own you're not going to get the same you know, results are you no, no, not at all. I mean, you know what it's like when, especially run sessions. Uh, mm. you, you, you're talking like 15 seconds per kilometer slower when you're doing your own. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 so psychological. Um, like triathlons are very psychological sport, right? Yeah. It's you think you're in the limit, but are you actually at the limit? Or you know, mm. yeah, just your mood influences how how well your training's going. Yeah, time. yeah. No, that's why it's so important to have. Have a bit of a group around you, I think, and um, you know, I've I've found especially you know finding guys to train with who are on another level to you. You know, you you can slowly start to make your way up, and I think that's the only kind of way to jump jump up to the to that next um that next level uh, with your yeah. training and racing. I, eh? I think it it changes you, it changes your boundaries of what you think is possible. Um, yeah, because suddenly you start doing things. You're like, oh, that was I could do that. It was easy. Like, yeah, you know. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I, you know, I can do that in a race then. Yeah, um, I guess it's seeing this, seeing the standard you want to get to every day, um, and you know, if if you if you're not around that, then you turn it to race day, and it's it seems like a long way away. But when you see it every morning or at the pool yeah. or on on those on those run sessions, that you you kind of feel not so far away, and uh, yeah, it's it's definitely um, an advantage. I also think you just having fun help yeah. you right yeah because if you're not sure. fun you're going to be a terrible triathlete because you gotta you gotta <laughs> go for so long like you know there is a lot of training around and stuff you do a lot of stuff and you know a lot of the time it doesn't go well yeah. um you know there's, there's odd you know well hopefully you have a good season but you know there will be a race that season where something didn't go so well and yeah yeah you just gotta you gotta if you're not enjoying it if you're not surrounded by people then who enjoy it then go and do something else yeah what's no, the point you're right you're right and i mean it's a pretty amazing loss so uh if you can get it right and oh yeah um, uh pretty pretty lucky to be able to 
do what you do. So um, just moving on to the next kind of segment, um, with your, I want to kind of discuss about your, your World Champs result. Um, before we get there, just uh, you mentioned to me when we are in Lankawi that you, you did a bit of a training camp um, and... Uh, I just kind of want you to, yeah, just run the listeners through where you were, um, what that looked like, kind of an average week, uh, uh, a solid week leading into the World Champs hours, and uh, and and yeah, just give us a bit of a outline on how that how that looked. So yeah, so um, I went to altitude before Worlds. Um, so I did a five week block in the Alps um, in a place called Lavinia before mm-hmm. World Championships, and came down. Two weeks before World Champs race, um, and then flew out to uh, Finland, having come back to the UK already. Um, that yeah, I was out there with, with Tom Bishop and a couple of other guys, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, essentially the whole point about camp was just to get away and just focus on training without all the distractions uh, of, of normal life. Um, obviously, being at altitude, you get the changes in, in blood chemistry, that kind of thing, you know, and I know I'm a positive response to that because, you know, I've been lucky enough to go before. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm fairly experienced at attitude, but yeah, just being out there, you know, it forces you to, to get, you know, to get really fit because it's a beautiful mm-hmm. place. You want to go and ride your bike, you want to go and run. So it's not hard getting out the door. And then when you're out there, just, just by training out there, you're getting a little bit fitter. The, the whole idea about camp, yeah, like I say, I was prepared for that race. So it's probably something, only about 15k a week, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, out there. Uh, because the way I looked at Worlds was, well, you know, you're not going to make a massive difference to your swim in yeah. the time you got available. So you may as well just optimize y- your strengths, which are, uh, you know, cycling and running, really. Um, so we'd do like, I'd, I'd be doing like one one bike session a week, and then the rest of it would just be aerobic riding. But up those mountains, you're climbing zone three, and, you know, you're riding by heart rate. Um, so you're probably riding like, 14, 15 hours with one session there. Um, yeah. And that session was, like I say, more based around uh, like a like a Tabata kind of set, really. Um, oh, yeah. to make, like 40, 20 kind of stuff, because that's, yeah, like yeah. I say, what, what the challenge is going to be mm. at World Championship race, which is, you know, I didn't expect that. But I went to St. George a year before, and I was like, what the hell? This is so different to anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then the running I was doing, I was doing a decent tempo session. Um, and a bit of a faster run um but again being at attitude you get the benefits but if you do too much you, you, it's easy to overdo because basically your thresholds are a bit lower um mm-hmm. because you, you haven't got the same ability to get the oxygen to the muscle so you're a bit limited to the amount of training you can do even even though you have all the time um because you can just overdo it and yeah, you know and, seem to do it and just come back in boxes basically yeah uh, you, you see people kind of can't kind of turn it to race day and um and they've cut themselves but it's that kind of attitude like you you go into this training camp so you're gonna have to do the most you know the best training you've ever done and 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 train the hardest whereas like it's almost yeah. you need to maybe you know obviously pull back because you know you, you you're at altitude right it's harder yeah i think yeah attitude you just gotta be you gotta be you gotta be you gotta be happy with the work you're doing and like there's because there's because you recover a bit slower as well there's less chance to mess up. So you always err on a bit side of caution, um, I'd say, and build into it. Um, like I say, like using like um you'd be like looking at your blood oxygen saturation, that kind of thing, just to see how adapted you were. Uh, yeah. and then using heart rate over power and pace because yeah. like it's indication of how hard you're actually working. Um but yeah, I mean, 
yeah, it's it's a great place, you know, just being out in the Alps and yeah, that, that's basically what I did for my preparation um, out yeah. there. And then, yeah, obviously it went to Worlds and the race played out kind of how I wanted it to play out. Um, but the swim pack, unfortunately, you know, I was in the front part then. I just, like, my open water skills are a bit lacking at the moment, to be honest. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, got out on the bike and kind of, yeah, it was in a decent position at the front of that second pack. Um, and yeah, I got off a bike and just ran really well. Uh, well, pretty well. Um, yeah, I overcooked it a little bit because uh, I was a bit yeah. sick at the end and uh, last couple of kilometers. But yeah, it played out pretty well, to be honest. Um, it was a pretty cool race. But yeah, I think that's the way it's, it's going to be, you know. Um, mm. Like I need, I need to get my swim a bit better. But I think the run and bike are also going to be pretty on it. Uh, every world champs going forward still. Um, and like I say, the, the difference between athletes is very small now. Um, mm. So you've obviously got the bigger names in there, but the difference between a bigger name and a less big name is, is not massive, I don't think. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we saw that with the with the uh, yeah, the top ten. Um, I mean, obviously there was a lot of uh, yeah, big names that that kind yeah. of spread themselves a bit too thin, trying to do PDO and stuff, and they didn't seem to do too well there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's that's the challenge for next year, right? Is how do people mm. approach that? Because yeah, like you're looking at it, it could be crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so many options. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that'll be a um, uh, definitely just race, race selection will be will be key. Um, so with your with your coaching and stuff, James, do you do you coach yourself or do you ever coach? Uh, so I've been coaching myself um for the last two years. Um, I have a guy who I go to and we like we talk things through. So more like a mentor. Um, but mm-hmm. like basically I do my own planning and things and I come up with, yeah, how my season's going to look. And, but I think, and then having someone to reflect it over with is really useful. Yeah. Um, like as you know, I've been doing triathlon a little while, so I find that that's, that's the best way to do things like have someone who can give you a second opinion. And then occasionally like I'll go to someone who could do like swim technique or bike technique or, you know, bike positioning, um, yeah. get a bit of uh, run analysis, that kind of thing. So it's not, you're not working in isolation um but you're just doing what you need to at that time i mean i've been coaching for six years with uh scientific triathlon who do that that triathlon show That's um, right, yeah. so yeah um i feel like i'm you know you, you never you never like it's hard to know yourself um mm. and i think it's always a good idea to have someone give you a second opinion yeah. um but yeah i'm fairly happy with that arrangement trust um like you, then you can go and seek out the the experts when you need them yeah, for sure, and you see, yeah, you seem to be, seems to be paying off. Um, would you say your training is 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 different to to the average kind of long long course triathlete coming from short course, <laughs> or would you would you say it's pretty similar to most guys? I think it's well. I think in reality, it's probably very similar. I think what people say online might be different. Like, um, like there are people who do a lot more volume. I probably do like twenty five hours a week average yeah, um, yeah you see people saying they're doing like 35 hours a week they're, they're not they're, they're making that up yeah. uh, because <laughs> you just can't you maybe do it for like two weeks and then oh, that's yeah. what I do. Um, they're, counting, they're counting the time they drive to the pool was uh, exactly yeah <laughs> exactly um yeah so yeah i mean yeah like i say i i kind of working with what i got so yeah, yeah you know i'm not you know you probably want to be a bit somewhere a bit different like but I think you can you can make you've got to work what you got. So I've got like the the, the runs by like I say and like I could run on my own, but 
I work with those guys, you know, there's some very good guys there and, you know, working with those champs. Swimming is, yeah, I mean, I completely set my own swim programs and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, do, I don't think that's any different. Like, basically, you know, I was at Loughborough for a while and I've adapted a little bit for stuff they do um, there. So, you know, uh, tempo sessions, maybe once a week, a threshold session a week and then a sprint session a week. Um, and then run-wise, like I say, I mean, sorry, cycling-wise, what have you been over run? Mm-hmm. Cycling-wise, um, I, you know, I was working with Botchel for a little bit, who was a really good cycling coach. Um, yeah. He does like, yeah, the bike fits for everyone uh, in, over here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'd say a lot of my sessions, are, well, a lot of my bike like rides are session-based, so there's, there's always something going on in them. Um, yeah, so a bit of tempo or a bit of VO2 probably this time of year uh, when I get back training, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't think it's anything extraordinary, nothing that no one else is doing. But, okay. Yeah. And um, so you're having a bit of time off now after your your, your fifth place in Lincoln at the Asia Pacific Champs. So what does yeah. that look like to you? Are you, um, are you just completely, you know, put the bike in the garage and the shoes away or do you go to the pool every now and then? So one of my mates, so the guy I train with, he's doing like the, uh, he's doing some of the African and Asian Cups because he's hoping to qualify for LA. So Luke McCarron, the Irish guy I train with. So I've been yeah. helping him out a little bit. Um, like he's got a couple of like he's got a couple of races left this season. So I've just been jumping in where he needs me, to be honest. Um, yeah. And just yeah. So looking ahead of next year, it's you know world seventy point three chances December. Yeah. So I, I think there's a good chance. Like Northern Hemisphere athletes, different to guys in Southern Hemisphere. Your season's completely different. But like in terms of but our, our season's over. So. I'm going to take my time to get back into training again. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just I've, I've been taking over, just doing things, help Luke out. And then, yeah, I'm going to take 10 days off. We're going to go on holiday. Uh, Rosie managed to get some time off work to to go away. And, yeah, um, then I'll come back and, you know, i got a year to build for 70.3. Um, so I think it's, it's interesting to see a lot of athletes back racing already. You know, everyone's got different goals. Um, but I think, yeah that's one thing I've learned from, from doing a sport, uh, is you've got to respect your body and got to, you got to take time. Um, mm. so in 2021, I had a great year, um, as well. Like I, I won quite a few races, but I just pushed it too far and just got cocky and greedy and yeah. the my body just broke and it kind of ruined 2022 a little bit. Uh, yeah. like you just got to think what you're doing. Like you're racing for just under four hours in these races and you're in a half marathon off a bike where you crash down and pushing you know, hard and, probably running a bad technique that kind of thing like mm. then every day you're doing like you know you, you, you're training hard each day your body you know it's not a machine it, it will break um yeah. and yeah that's kind of how i'm looking at it now it's just i don't mind being a bit unfit in in our winter um, as long as i'm fit in the summer and, and healthy yeah yeah no i think that's smart and um i mean you see a lot of guys now they they uh they're picking races every other weekend and um you know you will break it at some point and um i mean if you uh decide to to do a full i'm not sure uh if that's on the the, the cards yeah. eventually but that, that then it's a different um ball game trying to select your races and uh and manage manage your efforts throughout the year with that oh yeah i mean looking ahead next year if anyone you know i don't i don't know what i'm doing next year but that the ironman schedule three ironman races in a year um looks yeah and then obviously the 70.3s around it yeah, yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see how how people go there. Um, I mean, obviously it's possible, but you mess up one of them, or yeah, or you get them too close together, then that's gonna be interesting, right? Um, yeah. 
So yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good, mate. Um, so yeah. I just want to run through a bit of a uh, a, a fast segment, um, which we do. So uh, starting with starting with fuel. So just talking about some gear you kind of use and and, and any sponsors you have. So yeah, yeah just cool. but yeah, what fuel do you use on on the bike run uh, when you're racing? So I'm using the precision hydration stuff. So um, like it obviously depends on the race and how much you get through. But yeah, I like to use the precision hydration stuff. So I have that in the bottles and I have the 90 gram gels. Um, and yeah, on a bike, I probably have, I probably have like 80 grams in each bottle. Um, so, you know, if it's a 500 milliliter bottle, 80 grams of carbs in a bottle. And then mm-hmm. I always carry a couple of spare gels with me just in case, because yeah. the odds of losing the bottle are quite high. Uh, in those bottles yeah. that have, yeah, carbohydrate mix and some salt tabs. So I use the pH 1000 uh, salt tabs and just, just put them in there, just, you know, fairly high dosage. You know, I think, yeah, yeah. you know, like, um, a decent sweater. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and just, you know, my, my tactic is basically just try and get as much down me as I can. Um, I know there's probably a limit to how much you can take in. Um, but, you know, when, when I work it out at the end of a race, it tends to be around... 80 to 100 grams per hour um so yeah and on the run i tend to take another one of those big ph gels with me um and use the just use a gatorade in the water to be honest um to step on and just make sure you get some electrolytes in and um i didn't realize this but apparently the gatorade is different consistencies um depending on where you race so i don't know if it's i don't know if this is true um but Apparently, you're not allowed to sell the Gatorade they have in the US, <laughs> um, like yeah. in, in like some other countries, because it's just like too too salty or something. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, um, but yeah, it's just just using those stuff um, to you know, stay hydrated and keep myself cool. Um, it really depends on the race, though. So if you're looking at a race like Finland versus a race like Langkawi, you know mm. the amount of liquid you need to get through is completely different. Um, yeah, in Langkawi, yeah. it's just like you're right take on take on what you can really as many yeah 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 so yeah that was important as a it was an interesting race that one uh, yeah no yeah. it was it was tough it was a way to end your season good way to end your season nice place yeah. to go but um oh, very nice yeah. place to very nice <laughs> yeah place. not not a yeah. great place to race and yeah, no like, yeah. yeah i ran like i said i ran seven minutes slower there and i did it hilly Finland, so yeah, it's yeah. A, a big difference. <laughs> but yeah, yeah just, just um, the effect uh, that humidity has so. on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, being, being from uh, the UK, you probably prefer uh, slightly cooler conditions. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, our climate's pretty similar to you guys, I guess. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah something. We, well, I mean, I don't prefer it, but I know other people prefer it less. So um, something that's a bit cold and wet. If, as long as I can tolerate it a bit more than the next guy. So if it's an Aussie there, you can't tolerate it. You know, it's not not yeah. pleasant, but uh, yeah. at the end of the day, it's last man standing, isn't it? Really? So no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, necessary evil for four hours, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to um, Aero. Um, obviously, you said you worked with Bottrell on the bike and stuff, and I, I saw uh, your setup and then Kerry. You've got a few. Um, few bits of gear on there so yeah just uh give the listeners a bit of a run through on, on your on your kind of your your aero setup so yeah i'm using the uh drag to zero stuff on my bike uh so the the poles and bars um basically what i do is i you know i really trust matt he's a he's a great bike fitter um so i go and see matt each year and uh he sets me up in a base position and then um i've been using like those aeropod things 
So you like get something on the front of your bike and it's like a little attachment and I just adjust it, like try different helmet types, try different suits, try different positions, just see what happens. Um, yeah. And yeah, over time you, you tend to work out, okay, this is a fairly decent position. Um, this isn't. Um, but yeah, so I'm using the Obeo, um, which is a Spanish brand uh, linked to my Spanish team. But honestly, I'm not plugging these just because I ride them. Mm. They're, they're fantastic bikes. I yeah. love them. Um, like you don't see many of them outside the Spanish-speaking world. I mean, you see a couple, but like they're fantastic bikes. Um, yeah. Really, really nice geometry for someone my size. And yeah, um, yeah, and Speed Six Wheels, which are a Spanish brand. And yeah, like I've got a few like adaptations. Like uh, there's a guy in Cambridge who set up a company called Easy Disc and Easy Gains. Um, so he's been like making carbon and uh, like. Um, like customized molds that will basically go over your cranks and go over your really radio that that kind of thing to make yourself a bit more aero. Uh, yeah, I did, I did see that on your setup. So that's just that just covers your your crank set. Yeah, um, set. there's also he's also got one now that covers your front derailleur. So actually, right. according to his data, it's faster than going one one by. Um, yeah. Um. Obviously, in the winter, like outside, might be different. Um. But yeah. Um. Yeah, so th those kind of stuff, and I guess, yeah, I'm lucky to be, you know, in the UK, we are quite lucky because we've got quite a big time tower scene, so um, yeah, yeah. a lot of these, like, innovations, like, do, like, leak out uh, of that, I guess. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, that, that's basically my setup, and then using the HJC helmets, um, which mm -hmm. I think works really well for me um, in my position. Probably different for everyone, but for me, it seems to test quite fast, so, um, yeah. yeah, I really like that helmet. Yeah. No, there's a, there's a nice helmet there. Um, okay. Uh, so moving on to S. So sh shoes, uh, you're obviously wearing some something with a carbon plate in it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I've been, I've been messing around a little bit So uh, with the shoes. Uh, just trying to work out. Um, like, I really like the Hawkers. They're, they're really good. Um, I've been using them a little bit in training. Um, but, yeah, in this season's races, um, I've been using the Nikes. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't done any testing or anything. Um, but yeah. Um yeah, I just think the Nikes like I just like to know in my head um that they're the fastest ones. Um yeah. like I yeah, like I say, I haven't done any testing to do that. And I will be interested to see like the new new Hokus, for example. Um they seem pretty good, um, like from from what I tried and stuff, but I haven't tried them out in races yet. So yeah, the Nikes and races. And then this year, the first year I've been using socks um before before that i was determined not to use socks um, oh, yeah. I, thought, I thought well well you know it's just a waste of time isn't it you know uh, <laughs> but i'm a convert now because i think the pain's not worth it yeah well, that, that's, the, that's the short that's the short course in you're coming out yeah um, exactly wanting to, to waste 10 seconds i mean um yeah but then you see what it does to your feet when you don't wear socks yeah and, um, yeah i wouldn't recommend it uh, i wouldn't recommend doing an ironman without socks either <laughs> yeah well definitely not in there yeah so i think it, i think i come to the conclusion it's probably faster with socks and less painful uh yeah. but yeah but it took me a couple of years to come to that conclusion so yeah yeah um, yeah it just feels yeah. so wrong putting socks on in transition you know like you should be as fast as possible yeah it does feel on. maybe yeah. have a cup of tea sounds a bit yeah a bit too it is like that and uh, when i'm whenever i'm putting my socks on i always always feel so slow i'm like everyone else is doing this way faster but then you you know you get out and that, that isn't the case but uh um, yeah it's just yeah, sometimes I, a bit you feel I, I wonder if it's like a way to like 
like some kind of like innovation where you could have like an inner soul sock or something. I guess it wouldn't work, but I just feel like, about that. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels so, oh, I just feel so like, oh, what are you doing, guys? Just run. Uh, yeah. But yeah. It's, um, it's definitely faster. Though, so, yeah. Yeah. I know there's a few guys out there that have like cut up their, um, their Nikes, for instance, uh, and then, you know, put tape in them and, and made it, oh, made yeah. it so they, they don't blister up so they can just whack, whack them. I mean, it, you know, I tried at the, that. At the top end, it does make a difference. You, you have tried that? Yeah, so you like get like super glue and you're super glue and the blister plasters into your shoe already, or you know it's going to rub and stuff. Uh, <laughs> or like, yeah, you cut them out, right. but it doesn't work. Like, it doesn't, no. like, yeah, they There's come no loose. Way There's no way around it. I mean, no way around it. If, if it was a one off, w- w- would you ever kind of get into transition if it was really tight and just go, right, I'm just not going to bother with the socks today and see if you can to hold that yeah, And then, you know, if it was a yeah. big race, let's say. If it was a big break, I mean, I've done it on the bike, for example, yeah, uh, where like St. George is like absolutely freezing and I had all this winter kit ready and didn't put it on because I was going to miss the pack and I oh, okay. regretted it, but at least made the pack. But yeah, I mean, if you are going to, yeah, I think if it was a big pack of you, um, then yeah, it might be worth it just gets the front. Um, I, th- I think there's a psychological benefit to being out front of a run mm-hmm. um, because everyone else has got to chase you then. Um and like you can inflict that like psychological wound on them straight away, so like you make them decide yeah. they they can't catch you. Like if you're fast enough, and they think, well, that's that then. Um, you're out of sight, out of mind, right? Um, yeah, exactly. So I think there's benefits to that. They might but, have to close close like you know ten seconds a k, you know, and that if you're running you know three three fifteens, that's um. Yeah, yeah, like you say, it's that psychological thing, just seeing them up there, and it can kind of break you at the start of the run. I think. Yeah, just I, I yeah, I, I think there's a lot to that. I think you can really break people mentally. <laughs> I mean, it's a terrible thing to say. Oh, you can. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, the best athletes don't do that, right? They don't break. But I think you know, you, you definitely can break people uh, with things like that. Like you know, you see on like bike racing, right, where people mm-hmm. you know, like say around the corner and that's it, they're gone. Um, I can't, you know, or or they get in a battle with someone else, and maybe you're like maybe you're racing for like I don't know. Maybe you're in first, but then they're suddenly running second and third. And then, well, I don't want to lose, so I'm going to be, yeah, you know, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, but yeah, short answer. Probably would wear socks and no on, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was a good answer for, for, for yeah. just talking about shoes. Um, so in terms of uh, your, your season next year, James, you're you're um, keen to come over to NZ and, and race uh, Topol Ironman 70.3 uh, oh, yeah. World Champs. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for that one. Um, yeah, I really want to go and do that one. And yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's going to be my main game, main goal next year is to come over and just yeah, race that race. And yeah, it, it just looks like cool racing, you know. But I think I, I really like to go for a medal next year uh, yeah. at that race. Uh, like St George finished 14th this year, I finished seventh. Um, you, you're working so, your way down. I figure by that progression, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to come and, yeah, give it a, give it a good go Um, try and get on that podium. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a really, really motivating race for me. Um, as in terms of everything else, I guess from the same boat as everyone else, like just yeah. like, just see what happens. I don't know, what's, don't know what's going on next year, right, in terms of races. Like, I wish yeah. the PTO would sort the stuff out and get the races out now. Um like, yeah, because they're just taking a bit too long. Um, like, Iron Man have got their stuff out. Um, I just want to know, like, whether or not I'm going to do the Iron Man stuff or the PTO stuff. Like, I got that kind of ranking that maybe I could do both. Um, 
I, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I'm just waiting to see see what happens there. Um, like, I really like the idea of doing the PTO stuff, but I also really like the idea of doing an Ironman. Um, both are, like, really cool races. And, yeah, I think I think you are going to have to pick one or the other, though. So, definitely Ironman 70.3 worlds, but that's pretty similar to a PTO race distance. Um, you know, I really want to do that. Uh, but, yeah, in terms of what the rest of the season looks like, I honestly don't know because... Yeah, is that going to be an Ironman or the PTO stuff? Both very different challenges, right? So, um, I guess when I get back from this trip, I'm going to go on now. Um, hopefully, everything's announced, and I'll know what I'm training for. Um, but I know I'm not the only athlete in that that position. So, yeah, um, yeah. I guess yeah, like waiting to find yeah. out. Um, that's great. But yeah, we appreciate you coming on the ATC, and uh, hopefully a, f- a few of the uh, the Kiwis have uh, picked up your name, and uh, they'll be uh, calling out for you uh, come Taupo or in 2024. Awesome, thanks. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, yeah, great, great to great to meet you in Langkawi, and yeah, yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah, no worries, James, and uh, yeah, enjoy your time uh, time away and uh, a bit of a break from triathlon, and um, yeah, we'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, cheers, mate. Right, we're back, uh, episode three of the ATC. Um, hope you enjoyed that chat with James Teagle, the Brit. Um, we've got the two boys back in the in the house today. Ben, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. Uh, how are you, South? Yeah, well, well in Christchurch, mate. And uh, Jaden, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, could be could be a little bit better. Came down a bit crook yesterday, but we're here. We made it. Yeah, he's on the pod. Could, thanks for turning up, could, mate. Couldn't miss no, this no. for anything. Yeah, it's highlight of the week. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, it's like it's like the next. It's like the last training session of the day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Swim, bike, we're run, just, pod. We're inseparable <laughs> now. We are. Yeah. After <laughs> being sleeping one meter apart for like three days, we are genuinely joined at the hip. Yeah. Like all three know. different cities, though. It could be worse. Yeah, it's quite cool. That's quite cool. <laughs> um right so we'll just touch on uh, a few things today we're going to start with um with the tour of southland which is coming up next week uh and we've uh, we've got yours truly uh ben hamilton lining up with the cyclists so um ben how are you feeling going and has has the training gone post lankawi and um yeah talk to me uh okay so firstly tour of southland it is renowned as the fourth grand tour by many of new zealanders no one else will really understand but it is it is a week-long race sunday to saturday eight stages um my preparation i'd say underdone but <laughs> i've done one tour south and before and that was miserable so right. and this one's gonna be better i am much thinner than i was the first time i did it so we're still coming at on a very positive note, um, we're optimistic that we're going to get better throughout the race and my race craft and all my experience is going to come back to me. <laughs> You'd hope so. Um, who are you racing for, Ben? <laughs> I am racing for Couplins. Oh, nice. Do you get like, um, and- do they provide you with like, you know, some uh, hot saucy rolls and stuff through the day or? Ah uh, well, they're actually a bakery, so maybe I could get a, I could yeah. get a roll out the window. Um, 
but some paid guts at the end of the day, surely. Yeah, well, if if it's it might be a trade off, you know, if like give me a sausage roll, but go go right on the front now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. So, how many's in your team? Six per team, Six. and there must be maybe like eighteen. Eighteen teams yeah. for the race, so pretty decent. I heard yeah. there's a, a Japanese team coming over, a sprint sprint based team. Is that right? Um, I believe so. Yet they still have two in, uh, New Zealand riders on the oh, team. Okay. So. Yeah, I've heard they're going to be struggling on the hills because it's pretty flat over there. <laughs> Mate, I'm not sure. Yeah. Southland is <laughs> flat, but it's still got remarkables and bluff to deal with so yeah so talk us through the the course of it so it's so you say it's six days seven days uh seven days seven days sunday. so sunday you got the tt's yeah we got TTT, ttt which will be about five or six minutes of pain wow uh, followed up with an afternoon road race or criterium which is like 45 k's nice. um the next day on Monday is 166k with apparently some gravel towards the back end of it. Nice. Uh, that finishes in Lumsden, stage two, another 148k finish in Tianau, so I could maybe do a swim in the lake afterwards if I wetsuit. You're going to... Uh... <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> Cameron worth it, not running half off the yeah, end of the day. Yeah, mate, I'm just... I'm inspired, so I'm going to be going after it. Uh, stage four, it's like 108Ks, but finish up the Remarkables, which will be like 20 to 30-minute climb. Stage five, Thursday, another 154K, finishing up Bluff Hill. Friday, stage six, 151K, uh, just in Vicago to Gore. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, the last day, individual time trial, 13K. And then another... Stage eight, seventy-seven k, back into Invercargill to finish. Right, and stage nine, half marathon. Uh, stage state approximate finish of stage eight. If I don't get dropped, is three o'clock. So could be could be running a half marathon by four p.m. and then I'd say team dinner six p.m. or something, and then. I thought stage nine was uh, the local watering hole down there in Memphis. I heard it's a bit of a bit of a bit of a blast. Well, it would be, and <laughs> I did that the first time I did it. But yeah, considering I've got four weeks until t- the next race after that, with this kind of being a training camp, we will see how we're feeling. Yeah, because you do have Topol coming up, but um, yeah, Memphis better watch out. A whole bunch of skinny cyclists are about to take over. Um, but yeah, we look forward to seeing how you do, mate. Just a question with the uh, the TT, the first one, five to six minutes. Is that just uh, full watts? You know, if you got uh, you just going full noise, hundred percent, or you you got a bit of a gauge there? Well, what do you um, think you can hold for six minutes? I got no it's, idea. It's a team, it's a team time trial. So oh, it's, it's team. It's not individual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Thankfully, this is second to last stage. Is second to last is individual. Eight individual yeah yeah so that'll be that i don't sense. know i think last the first time i did it i think i got second to last in the individual time trial i was proper creeping by the end of it yeah. <laughs> um and then proceeded to get dropped to the last stage on the tiniest little hill you'll ever see so right i don't think it's going to be that bad this time that did you do it? what year did you do it i must have done it 2020 
Oh. With Meridian Energy. Oh, right. True. You haven't done it, have you, Jane? Yeah, I must have done it 2019 then. Oh, okay. With Skoda. With Skoda, yeah. How did you go, Jane? Uh... <laughs> The um the managers had the bikes on the roof and they drove under a veranda and they they, they they snapped three of our bikes and about two minutes before the stage I we found a bike that I jumped on and it kind of screwed my back. Oh, but I, I made I made the breakaway for a few days and albeit yeah. getting sick on the last stage I had a decent time trial but as Ben did got dropped on this tiniest hill on the last stage so. Yeah, yeah, must be uh, pretty tough. And like, obviously, for people who don't really know um, down south, sometimes the weather can be pretty harsh, even. Yeah, um, don't want to sound like a softy, but I'm hoping for a nice sunny no wind tour. <laughs> Mate, you're going to be getting that sort of rain that comes up from the ground, side of your face, thirty kilometer headwinds, surely. Yeah, mate. I want I want a snowy day, and I'll get on the breakaway. I'll be <laughs> loving it, you know. Go from racing in like forty degrees to less than ten. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might be a bit different. Um, yeah. All you can show is you can do it all with uh, with the tour Southland. So yeah, we'll we'll keep a close eye. Out. It's uh, it's shown it's on TV every night. I know that, and the YouTube coverage was pretty good. So I'll be keeping an eye out for you. Um, what colours you kept? Uh, red and white red and white and what what road are you riding oh i'm on the team will be on wind space but i'll be on my dad's road bike which is a nice trickamonda oh nice blackout you know didn't um need an upgrade i've got a nice tt bike but i was still on a rim brake road bike yeah. so we thought we better sort that out if we're gonna do a bloody bike race again yeah there won't be many rim brakes surely in the race you'd hope not i'd hate to be the only one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, nothing like old school, mate. Yeah. Um, Haven't raced in like two and a half years. Yeah, well, yeah, bike racing is obviously a bit different to just flat out TTing, but um, I'm sure your uh, skills haven't um, haven't disappeared. No, I, I don't think I've crashed into the back of anyone going to the bunch ride. <laughs> hey, mate. Make sure you get through that tour uh, safely, all right? Because we want to see you in Topol. <laughs> um, talking about Topol, um, that's in six weeks on Monday. Is that right? Jesus. Uh, yeah. yeah, must be. Which How means it's, that's about five weeks training, because considering a taper week. So um, yeah, has has the prep going, Jane? You and you and Mike are both crook. Uh, Ben's about yeah, to go well, do a seven-day cycling tour, and um, I'm, just over, <laughs> I'm just over here doing a swim bike run. <laughs> well, up until yesterday, it was going real good. Uh, getting back into the swing of things, swimming was yeah. coming along well. Wanted to crack my swim. Running was. I woke up yesterday and I was like, "Oh, could be a bit of a niggly throat." And I was like, "No, nah, I'll still do my interval run session." And had a good run. It was two by one k, then four k, and then another two by one k. And then yeah. felt pretty good. Felt what was probably, the K? What were the K? Were you running the Ks at and the four K? Ks were at three ten to three thirteen. Nice. And then the four K was at three twenty eight. It's a little bit slower, just nice tempo. Yeah. What was your What was your recovery? Uh, Ninety seconds on all. On all of them. Oh, nice. Yeah. Quick one. 
Do, we, yeah. do, we, do you think you got sick from your missus or because you went rain, running in the rain the other day? Yeah. Were you, were you, um, oh. forced, was your hand forced with that Instagram poll you put up? <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, that was a good run. That turned out to be a good run. Nah, definitely got the same symptoms as the missus. Just like the nose is like a waterfall. I've just clogged my nose up just before jumping onto this. So it wasn't sniffling the whole time. <laughs> so yeah, you, sound pretty, I, you sound pretty blocked up, Matt. Yeah, I, I literally got one of those like nose sprays and like the 10 sprays in each of my nostrils before I jumped on just so I wasn't sniffling the whole time so I feel for you man I feel for you um I was snoring the whole night but um yeah I'll can I I got a workout of the week for you boys and I yeah go on I don't I want to see if you can guys get them done by the end of the week if it fits into your plans it was um it's a a 300 warm-up so 300 swim warm-up and then you go straight into the main set. And the main set is question mark 100s. But you start repeating on the two minutes. Then the next one's 159. Then it's 158. Then 157. And you go you go down as, as, as far as you can until um, you can't make the interval anymore. So you start at two minutes and you go down to... All right, so go into like a minute then. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> be pretty impressive. <laughs> are you gonna yeah. tell us what you got down to yeah i got down to 120 right i i got the 120 and um yeah so how yeah, many hundred did you do uh 40 for forty one hundreds. it's it's interesting like you feel quite good up until like two or three to go and then you just like your body just piles on the fatigue yeah um i prefer to start at like 130 <laughs> <laughs> Save myself a bit. No, you yeah, gotta, go, gotta go through go the motions. What's that, mate? <laughs> you end up swimming too far. <laughs> yeah, 4K. All right. Um, yeah, me and Mike haven't quite cracked 4K since then, Cowie, yet, but um, we're, we're building into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. bring, bring, that, bring that set to um, Kiwi 2 on Friday. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll run it by a big Mike and. Um, See if we can do something like that. That looks, and that's just that. No, no, po- no paddles and or anything. No, nah, just, just, just swimming. Yeah, um, it, it, it does help with the digital clock. So mm. you'll be quite lucky at Kiwi Two to have the digital clock up there. Oh yeah, good point. All right, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll lock that one up and see if we, see if we can get it done. I'll get back to you in a fortnight. Um, yeah, Ben, uh, work it of the week. What talk to me last week, this week? What have you? Uh, What's been the most interesting session on paper? Oh, on the topic of Southland, it's um, been keep it bike related, but it's it's not even a, a specific workout. It's just going to the Mechanics Bay Bunch Ride and yeah. thrashing myself in the racing or doing my fair share of riding on the front to make sure I'm uh, keeping myself honest and yeah, um, hitting some nice power PB. Oh, no power sorry um heart rate pbs because i haven't done anything above threshold really so lots of um one minute 90 like best 90 day one minute heart rate or, or whatever training peaks pumps out these days but those have been pretty solid i did not win i think i was um i was in the main group until i dropped off in the last k which is encouraging because when i used to race so i'd be front group and if i'm keeping up with the front group i'm doing okay but it's not 
peak summer so there's no hitters from Europe back yet so it's hard to get a true indication but it's been my my interval training for the TGT. Nice mate yeah well you just have to do that and then times it by six. Yeah yeah the 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 residual fatigue as we go day by day is going to be really interesting. Yeah well we, we might have to do yeah you, you have to do a bit of a I don't think we can get a pod when you're down there, but it'll be interesting to see how you um, compare to the pure cyclists. Because I mean, that, those guys, most of them guys on that Tuesday ride, I do the you know the twenty plus hours a week on the bike. Obviously, you're probably half of that, right? Yeah, I had I was doing kind of like twelve to fifteen. Yeah, okay. throughout the middle part of the year when I was doing Ironman training. So it's just a matter of if that's still there and if there's if I get much crossover because I'm doing total hours enough but I don't know how well swimming and running is good prep for tourist Southland so we shall see yeah well there can't be many other triathletes in this so um kudos to you Matt yeah well if if Jaden joined me <laughs> you might have not been on your own uh, yeah my, there'll be, my, name's there'll be... On, my name's on the start list <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know these days. It's, you just got to see who shows up on the day. That's the mm. that's the general approach. Yeah, shows a few people dropping out, leading in. Um, righto. Uh, I guess I better run through my workout of the week. Um, so yeah, similar to you, Ben. Just the uh, as as Alistair Brownley would call it, the, the chain gang. The um, Tuesday ride with uh, all the uh, all the top cyclists, um, which is usually about. Uh, an hour easy and then uh 40 minutes full noise through uh the hills it's about 80 Has 80, been a good 80 turnout? yeah well it was on um tuesday and it was a uh, yeah mint day uh everyone was there so i guess all well, the boys are getting ready for stuff and so um yeah and then uh canterbury canterbury time trial association they put on their tuesday tt on tuesday nights and uh tell us about that yeah, well, first like pure TT race I've ever done. Um, I quite liked uh, them holding my bike up while I clipped my feet in at the start. Felt like, um... <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, a bit different. I, d- I didn't. I just took the training wheels and uh, had about a fifteen minute warm up. And you might have come out. Pop? You might have. You might have come out of T one. What's what's that, mate? You might have come out of T one if you'd done the same over there. And yeah, Carol. well, that's why I'm doing the TTs, mate. <laughs> so I can get on your wheel wet. <laughs> Had a T1. Um, so, yeah, I took the pock down and uh, the calf sleeves, but, yeah, just training setup. You did it on the calf sleeves, but not the race wheels. Yeah, I just I just thought I'd do the first week bit of, like, you know, with, with training wheels just to see. And then, like, obviously next week, if you, I can put everything on, see how much faster it goes. Extreme um, triathlete. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a mixture down there. There's a few, yeah. Obviously, I think... Um, but Ben Oliver was down on a road bike. He beat me by like a minute and a half. <laughs> so um, yeah, really need need my tri spoke and my disc. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, he's no slouch. That's all right, mate. But um, we'll uh, yeah, we'll go back down next week. I, th- I I quite enjoyed the double bike day. I mean, it's like you know you're riding on fatigue legs most of the time, so it's um yeah, good good chance to get a couple of threshold efforts in and. And uh, yeah, going into Topol in uh, six weeks. So um, yeah, can't wait. Um, well, Ben's got a race before Topol, doesn't he? Yeah, talk us through that, mate. 
Oh yeah, um, hectic schedule. We, uh, <laughs> I guess, we're deciding to chase points a little bit to try and get at least two races in by the end of the year. So yeah. I kind of stole Jaden's idea after it popped up in Langkawi and didn't hesitate when it came to booking and just went fuck it, let's go. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to Indian Wells seventy point three, which is on the third of December. Yeah. And for reference, Taupo's on the 9th of December. So I think oh. uh, a race on the Sunday in Indian Wells, which is the second, fly out evening of the third, get home 6 a.m. morning of the sixth. And then I've got, which is this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, race. We must start like somewhere between six and seven on the Saturday morning. So. It's going to be an interesting challenge, but many pros have done it before, and I think it will be a good learning experience to see how the body responds and if it's like a something that I could do again in the future, um, especially with next year's racing schedule having plenty of opportunities. So all going well, if we do a ride in both races, I guess the goal is to try and maybe get into the top 100 on the PTO rankings by the end of the year. Nice, so, uh, yeah. People are going to start calling you Christian. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd like to say I don't have a slender triathlete build, but he has <laughs> the... Yeah, you've got a similar build to Christian, a bit more solid. Yeah, mate. Cool. These these quads um, are definitely not runner's quads. <laughs> well, they were in Lankawi. True. Yeah, mate, it's nice. Exactly. I love the changing of... You don't need to be this skinny creature to be <laughs> a pro cyclist or a yeah. triathlete. Maybe pro cyclist is a little bit more important, but triathlon, mate, Christian is just leading the way. Yeah. No, there's a mixture of builds in the um, in the pro setup for sure. Um, nice, mate. All right. So you'll be a bit fatigued for Toeport. And uh, it's good for us, Britt. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you'll be a bit fatigued. And uh, yeah. Know. If hopefully Jaden, you can get right, and then we can um, we can drop Ben on the bike. Gonna, gonna, <laughs> gonna chase, gonna, gonna chase one of those tokens, those Taupo tokens. Absolutely. Yeah. Ta- what are they? World's World slot. Oh, sorry, the token. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Carl Smith's back, isn't he? So uh, yeah, he's already got a slot. No, oh, he does. I think. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Right, Mike, so... Kyle, and I will have slots. Um, I'm not sure if Jack has a historical slot from like 2019, but there's two spots on offer for Talpa. Yeah, I'm I'm sure a few of them Aussie boys are going to be coming over, but you know it's a bit cold and uh, we just saw what happened the, last um, year. So they just released the Melbourne start list. It's pretty stacked. Is it? The... Yeah, a few Kiwis going over. What Kiwis? Um, we have um, starting from top to bottom. We have Hayden. Braden Curry. Hayden oh, Wild. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hayden Wild. Braden, Braden, Braden. 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 Yeah. Braden, Braden told Wild. me in the van that he was he was done for this season, eh? Uh, his name's, his name's <laughs> up here. <laughs> oh, Kurt, yeah. Sam Osborne, yeah. Mike Tong, Jason Christie, and, and Matt Kerr. Right. Good showing from the Kiwi boys. Yeah, that's a pretty decent turnout. Hayden's oh, got himself ranked number two, even though he hasn't done... Any seventy point three? Yeah. Well, when you when you get an Olympic medal, you, you know you get what you want, don't you? 
Yeah, true. Right, uh, um, sweet. Uh, we'll just finish off with a uh, bit of goss in the tri world. Um, Ooh. Sammy Laidlow, he's he's put up a bit of a post talking about uh, being investigated. We did actually hear prior that um, something was going on post Nice. So yeah, what do you what do you have you have you looked into it, Ben? Um, it's interesting for sure. I've listened to a couple of podcasts about it, but I guess we'd actually heard a few things, um, non-disclosure of anything but yeah we heard a few things before the news went public but i think it's really interesting that he's kind of released the information himself rather than letting the ita do a kind of investigation behind the scenes rather than the information being public unless they kind of find anything newsworthy so i don't know it's don't really want to get myself in any trouble but as I heard someone say on one podcast, I think they said it's not over, and I agree it's not over yet. Because mm. he, he removed uh, he removed what he posted online, correct? Yeah, yeah. I think the post has now been deleted. So um, one interesting thing I thought was just you know it's a lot to go up there and post it and try and get your ninety thousand followers or whatnot on your side. And I went and looked at. Rudy Von Berg's Instagram and he'd had people already like turning against him and commenting like how dare you sort of thing you know calling out Sam and stuff when yeah it was very interesting and I'm gonna follow it closely to see how it unfolds yeah I'm sure there'll be more more to see for sure what do you think what do I think um yeah, I mean, like you say, it's it's hard to speculate. You, I mean, you look at um, you can only kind of look at kind of where he's come. He's, I mean, he's come, he's come into the sport quite and and done quite well in a short amount of time. Um, if you're looking back to Colin, someone like Colin Charlie, he he did some, you know, the same. He kind of came out of nowhere all of a sudden and and was just absolutely running away from people. Um, similar to kind of laid low on the bike. I don't I don't know if he's obviously. If he's just a super superhuman uh, bike runner swimmer, but yeah, it's uh, definitely um, be interesting to see kind of where it goes. And uh, uh, obviously, people are speculating on uh, some of his performances, and I don't know if that just happens when you're, you're racing really well. But um, yeah, we'd like to think uh, like to think it's um, nothing sus. And um, I mean, I don't, I don't honestly mind Sam. He seems like a nice bloke. Um, but, uh, have you watched this um, documentary on YouTube? I did no. watch. I did watch uh, one. I, I think he's put up another one, isn't it? It's about half an hour. Mm. Yeah, it's been an hour long. Yeah, was it any good? Because the one I watched, I'm, there I'm just not, like cooking. Sure. <laughs> yeah, not sure. I'd love to. I've got it on my to watch list. Yeah. Talking of what watching, you know, triathletes, Instagrams, and uh, YouTubes. Have you got any favorite? You know, have you got anyone you you always like to sit back and and watch? You know, if Lionel wax up a video, you straight on it. Yeah, mate, straight on the chocolate milk and the orange juice, all that chairs post race spoke about. Get a few tips. Get a few swimming tips from Lionel. Yeah, you know, I think <laughs> Lionel is all over the show with um, his nutrition. So I think it's more of a what not to do. He's been getting better though, mate. Is he? 
<laughs> I don't know. Well, he was eating takeout every night for a while there and uh, still went, you know, podium 70.3 in full. So, true. I mean, if it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Doesn't need fixing. Maybe that's why he started, you know, not going so good now. Or, um, <laughs> Maybe it's because the sport's changing a bit and uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they're basically just saying that the swim level's gone up and um, you no longer can be a good bike runner. You know, you have to you have to be able to swim. Um, mm. and, and we are seeing a bit of a change in a shift, I think. Yeah, I think you got to be able to swim 24 or better really to be yeah. in the race coming out of the swim or it's... It's game it's over, a, yeah. It's just uh, all, all those guys that are winning now. Like all the podiums of the past few races, the past few weekends have all been the front pack swimmers. Yeah, yeah. It's because, like, let's say seven guys get away. There's going to be like one freakish runner in there, you know. So you're not going to be able to catch him if you are out of that group. Did you guys see the the drafting videos at what was it Challenge Mallorca? Uh, yeah, the one with that Yuri Yuri caught. Coolin, Coolin. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Yeah, that was shocking, mate. They were like riding up that hill, just right on each other's wheels. And I've heard that Yuri guy's done it in like a few multiple races and, and that one he won before, similar sort of thing. Just so he was sucking Alistair Brownlee's wheel and then just running like, what, a 111? It's like, yeah, well, it's easy when you're sitting at the back of the train in the, those draft fests. I don't, I don't know. I thought those challenge races, they have that, that 20 meter rule. Yeah. But yeah. it's, you know, it, it was it'd be two meters. <laughs> it, it was lucky to call it two and a couple I yeah. saw. Yeah, because um, yeah, was... oh no, you go, you go, Matt. No, I didn't. Did it? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. You've lost your train of thought. You, it's yeah, <laughs> you're plugging your nose again, aren't you, Matt? Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. Not gonna say I was. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no there was a race the other day that i saw that it seemed pretty legit um was it was that race that heimrich won was that it the um oh, that was Port- portugal yeah catch uh, yeah uh, heimrich eh? he's uh he's doing all right he's he's what he's he's, what, he's seventh on pdo rankings and he's was that even a top scoring race for him though good question um yeah, I mean, there was a few big names in it. Um, and then, which was that race where there was a bit of a bit of a fall on the finish line? Oh. Martius and um, yeah, if uh, no one's, if no one's seen that um, sprint finish, um, what was the race band challenge? Oh, it was it was the latest challenge one in France. Yeah, and it was um, beautiful. That's it. Sprint finish to the line and. Uh, was it the the Danish the Danish uh, runner? He kind of looked back a bit late, and then ended up getting pepped on the line and and um, getting snipered about two meters out. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit unfortunate. It was great finish though. Oh, I didn't realize Peter Heinrich Grace Nice. Yeah, he didn't finish. Yeah, he bombed out. Yeah, a few people bombed out there, mate. But he. Like all around, he bombed out of Roth as well. But mm. all around that wins to Lynn, second Asian Open, won when he's won like three out of the last five races, got second in the other, but then DNF, Nice, and Roth around there. Interesting. Going yeah. quite well. 
Yeah, he's been racing a lot. Eh? Um, I was talking to Mike and he reckons he doesn't actually train like a heap. He's just in sort of maintenance mode. And, and obviously, he's been getting the most out of his races while well, the ones he finishes. But yeah. Um, yeah, well, someone like him, if you can manage that with the PTO and Ironman next year with uh, the Pro Series and uh, whatever PTO brings out or what they have, then uh, he'll probably do pretty well, I imagine. He's done seven races in the last five months, with three of them being Ironmans, but two of them he didn't finish. Right, but it's still he's won three of them, got second in two of them. That didn't finish two of them, but rambling a little bit. But yeah, yeah, watch out, Peter Heimrich. Maybe we should. Um, I was saying to the boys, uh, just off air, um, we should try a name to get someone in the in the top 10. Might need to push it to 15, um, onto the pod before the uh, the new year. So it's a bit of a challenge. Um, we'll see if we can do some digging and uh uh get some context and <laughs> see if we could see if we can get someone on but yeah maybe peter heimrich would be a, a a good yarn to have i reckon absolutely yeah how do you get all them podiums and uh race and train at the same time be my first question you'll, you'll ask him in flemish won't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's his nationality dutch no he's, he's belgian oh he's belgian right <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure his English is good. You'd hope. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. you know any translators? Uh, well, Jade and I have both been to Belgium, but we don't know any Flemish. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even hello. Oh, come on. No. I, don't, I don't know. What was the point of going Extremely disappointed in me, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, next episode some flemish we can do a flemish intro well oh that's a, that's a good idea why don't we make each new intro is a new con- country um, new language from around the world so we'll start off with flemish next week eh? right sounds good mate well before well, not yeah um sweet all right well uh we'll we'll, we'll cut it there and um just wish ben the best of luck in southland and uh Give him our prayers and hope, hopefully he can get through the week uh, of the harsh weather and uh, grueling um, long stages. But, mate, I'm sure he'll be fine. You're in some good form. And, uh, Jaden, you saw that nose out, mate. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, mate. Absolutely. Keep an eye on the Strava for any swims and runs around Tourist Southland. <laughs> yeah. And um, I want to see that swim set done by you boys. Right. Um, yeah. Like I said, <laughs> I'll run it by Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Give me two to three weeks, or I'll try to do it on the day before. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll do that. I'll do that set and probably get sick the next day. <laughs> <laughs> the get sick set. Right, we'll leave it there, mate. Right, cheers, guys. Bye.